Uh, but he's this poor farmer named Tunin, uh, who really, he just doesn't want a lot in life. He just wants to assassinate Mussolini. So, Welcome to 5-Minute Film Finder. Brought to you by Pioneer Library System. Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of the 5-Minute Film Finder podcast brought to you by the Pioneer Library System. We have reason to celebrate. We have a new guest in the room with us. Uh, I'm, of course, Kendall, uh, regular on the podcast, but I'm joined today by Jason. Hello. Jason is joining us from one of our different branches. Uh, We're so excited. I was just talking with Jason before this, and um, I think I might be outclassed as far as film knowledge goes. Uh, well, Kendall, I appreciate that, but I don't know how true that is, <laughs> well, but thank you. thank you. I'm excited. I'm excited. You, so, uh, behind the scenes, he reached out to us uh, to talk about this film, at least, well, one of these films, uh, that we'll talk about. And, um, I was kind of on the fence of how to approach it. And then whenever I saw Jason's note to us, I just was kind of over the moon on, on talking about some. So we have some very special films to talk to you about this week. Um, I would say this is probably our most film fan themed podcast as far as these aren't your uh, typical transformers and avengers movies <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, they, are, they are not based on comic books that's true it's true um to my knowledge they're fairly original and in, in story um yeah. but yeah we'll get it started off uh, for those of you at home that might be joining us for the first time uh we both will take five minutes to talk about our films whatever that might mean uh whatever reason we think you should watch these films um i will be going first this week followed by jason after the break and if we're already behind the scenes, Mr. Ben, uh, start us off with that five minutes and I'll go. <laughs> I love that. So uh, my, the film that I chose this week, uh, streaming on Canopy, is the 1973 Love and Anarchy uh, from the country of Italy. Uh, big preface, both of our films will have subtitles. Um, I don't think yours is dubbed. I don't think mine is dubbed in English. Um, but if they are, don't watch them. Watch them with the yeah. subtitles. <laughs> I, I, I agree with you, Kendall, yeah, on that 100%. Absolutely. Um, this read, film, read, read the movie. Read the movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, this film was written and directed actually by a female director, uh, Lena Vertmuller. I'm going to say it the way it's pronounced, um, or should be pronounced, just because it sounds terrible if I say uh, Vertmuller. Um, but she uh, is a predominant uh, female director from Italy back in the 70s. She kind of had a string of films culminating with her biggest success, The Seven Beauties, in 1977. But that's beside the point. Um, this movie, Love and Anarchy, is starring Giancarlo Gianni as the character Tunin and Mary Angela Milato as Salome. Um, you don't have to worry about remembering those names. I'll talk about Tunin a good amount um, here in a moment. But a uh, side note I wanted to point out, this film, Love and Anarchy, was actually composed uh, by two people, but one of them was Nina Rota, the, the actual composer of the Godfather series. So I think that was kind of cool, um, following the Godfather's success. Yeah. in and of itself uh so very cool note but um brief little synopsis in the time that i have i want to talk about this film because it's very um well it's political i'll put it that way <laughs> it's uh, it's when a friend is murdered by the fascists a melancholy farmer takes up residence in a roman brothel as he and an anarchist prostitute plot to assassinate mussolini under those circumstances the resolute idealist will be welcomed into the town's first-rate brothel as the cousin of his contact the devoted revolutionary Salome, who works there as a prostitute. However, things will soon get complicated when Tunin falls in love with one of the girls, the young Tripolina, will find himself on the verge of failure, torn between ideals and passion, with the love-smitten patriot. Will the, will the love-smitten patriot succeed in his cause? This, 
Um, movie, like I said, is very political. <laughs> How many political parties were just named in that? Uh, but you've gotten to watch a little bit of it. Um, we talked about the actual, the, the actor as kind of the biggest thing that we noticed was G, uh, Giancarlo Gianni um, as Tunin. Um, before we really get into it, I will say um, it was kind of a cool little thing that you noted because I noted this earlier in my own watching that he's actually an, a featured actor in the James Bond, Daniel Craig movies. Yes. Um, I think it was the uh, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace, I think, were the two, right? Yeah, the first two. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was kind of cool to see someone that I'd already seen in film, uh, but in this film he looks way different. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> much, much younger. Much younger. Much younger, man. <laughs> they, I love, uh, um, I don't know if you've quite gotten to it yet, but I love how the characters just repeatedly call him ugly throughout the whole film. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he's so hairy and flip freckles all over his face. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he's this poor farmer named Tunin uh, who really, he just doesn't want a lot in life. He just wants to assassinate Mussolini. So, you know, it's... <laughs> well, and I don't know um, if they got into his actual motivation. I know that he took up the mantle that his friend, you know, his friend wasn't able to accomplish his goal of assassinating Mussolini. Like, Does he have any concrete political feelings or is he just doing this because his friend couldn't do it no that's a great question so it really is it's kind of a mixture so it is the friend is like kind of the um you know the reason that brings him to it but really it's in a way tune in like without getting too metaphorical on you i feel like he does kind of embody like italy at the time just because it's like he italy is fascist and he he hates fascism that's all it is like he yeah. there's there's a little bit of like male complex there there's a scene um when they take the head of Mussolini's uh police officers out to a night to try to like feel him out and see if there's any weaknesses in his security yeah by getting him really drunk um but there's this excellent scene uh where they're on uh, one of the famous fountains in Rome and it's like the the officer is like you know drunk out of his mind and posing against these marble statues and he looks like a marble statue um, and then Tunin's just like this little like figure framed perfectly, like under him looks like a little boy. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if you caught on to this, but like the actor who plays Tunin, he like has like, he just has this look, this look throughout his, on his face throughout the entire film until like the last 10 minutes of just like boyish, childish, like blankness. <laughs> like he just, yeah. yeah. Did you pick up on that at all? Like, he well, just, w- the one thing that I picked up on you, his look, um, yeah, he was kind of blank in the sense that he doesn't really know what's going on, and it doesn't seem like he really cares what's going on. He just kind of <laughs> wants to be this farm boy. Sure. But at the same time, one thing that I just, I, you can't help but notice when you watch this is his eyes. His yeah. eyes are so wide Yes. the entire time. And even if he just does look aloof, and like you said, he just this kind of this blank face, his eyes just always look like they're going to pop out of his head. Yeah. So there's this wonderment to him, and you're just like, hmm. So he doesn't say much, right? And he doesn't express much, but his eyes just really grab you. They they <laughs> almost they almost hypnotize you, and you're just like, wow, there's so much wonder there. But yet, like you said, he's just kind of this blank, right. bland character. But it's like it's like it's kind of to the point where it's brilliant because you're right. It's like is this purposeful? Like he's so stoic. Oh my gosh, is that already five? <laughs> That was really I have fast. way too many notes for this. Okay, well, uh, I'll, I'll finish it up there. Oh my gosh, I so overprepared for all this. Uh, one thing I do want to mention, the actor uh, that plays TuneIn uh, won an, an actual award at, oh my gosh, I just say, I'm going to say it wrong. What is it? Is it C- Cannes Film, Film Festival? It's like a tin can. Yes. 
Uh, the actor played. We might just leave this in. The the actor played uh, that played Tunin won an actual. He won Best Actor at Cannes. So uh, he definitely his performance is not all of the movie, but a big chunk of it. I'll leave it open to see if he actually assassinates Mussolini or not. Give it a check. Uh, it's Love and Anarchy. One final note about this movie. I know I'm out of time is that this movie is near impossible to find a physical copy that's under like 50 bucks. So it's on Canopy with your library card. Check it out. Um, It's not a Criterion collection, but it should be um, just the fact that it's on there. I was over the moon about this. So Love and Anarchy is my choice uh, for the week. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Jason's Choice. Coming May 1st, 2021, Pioneer Library's Summer Learning Challenge. Read, complete activities, log your points to earn swag. With categories for children, teens, and adults, there is something for everyone with our Summer Learning Challenge. Visit pioneerlibrarysystem.org and use the My Learning link to learn more. And we are back for our second film of the week. This is the, uh, I'm, I'm getting in the habit of naming the show of, by, based off the theme. Uh, so this is the Film Fan Week. <laughs> the, the classic Film Fan Week. Jason, um, you have picked truly a classic film. Uh, I would say kind of divisive too. I feel like people either love this or hate this film. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But I'm excited to talk with you about it. Uh, if we will start our timer and get it ready, uh, Jason, take it away. Right. Okay, well, thank you, Kendall. Thank you, Ben. I really appreciate being here. The movie I am going to talk about is a film called Breathless. It is associated very closely with the French New Wave, which was one of the biggest movements in really the history of cinema. It was the late 50s, very, very early 60s. Um, Breathless is a film by Jean-Luc Godard, and it is available on Canopy, which is awesome. You can download it and watch it anytime if you have a library card. And if you don't have a library card, you should go get one. (laughs) But anyway, um, Breathless is most closely associated with the French New Wave, but it is not the first. Uh, There were movies that came out before. Uh, Another really famous one is Francois Truffaut's The 400 Blows. But like I said, Breathless is probably the most famous, and Jean-Luc Godard is probably the most famous of the French New Wave filmmakers. Uh, If you are looking to do a deep dive into Jean-Luc Godard, Kendall and I have already discussed this off air. Um, He can be a very difficult director. He can can be very straightforward. Breathless is a pretty straightforward movie. And I could go into a plot synopsis, but I don't know if that's really the point of a movie like Breathless. I think that's a great point. That point in of itself, I think, is a great point. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's there's a guy and a girl. There's a French guy. Of course, it takes place in Paris. Uh, Jean, oh, I'm sorry. um, Belmondo is his name. And then he has an American girlfriend. But again, it's really not the point. It's more about style. Yeah, it's right. more about. Um, it's, well, I, I was just gonna. I was just gonna add that I, I feel like the. I think you hit on nail on the head. It's you could talk about the synopsis, and it's really it's about a guy who's on the run from the law, like yeah. and and a girl. He, you he, know, he killed a cop. He killed a cop. Right. He killed a cop. Um, his girlfriend's helping him, but that's not the point. You're right. Um, and I would say you see this most. So in the in the editing process of the film, yes, like it, it's not this linear. Like you'll you'll be watching a scene and then it'll hop to another scene and it's very jarring and it wants to yes. remind you that you're watching a film. Like it's very much so yes. self-referential. Yes, that's a that's an outstanding point. That's a lot of the the French New Wave movie makers. They loved movies and so they referenced old movies. They loved old Hollywood movies, so they referenced that throughout their all their movies. Um, and that's a great point that you made. They, 
they didn't want you to get lost in the movie and get lost in the story. They wanted you to know that they were making a movie. <laughs> they kind of wanted to show off a little bit, which is cool. Bit. You know, I'm, I'm cool with that. Now, again, that can be a little tedious. That can be a little pre- pretentious. And sure. Yeah. Sure. And Godard is that, like that. Right. I was going to say that's probably the biggest criticism I've heard of Godard is that yeah. he's kind of a little bit self-indulgent. Yeah. <laughs> So. Yeah. But anyway, breathless, it's just cool, man. I know that's that's such a generic term and everybody can roll their eyes at it, but it's just cool. Mm-hmm. It just has this feel to it, this this style. And you could tell that they were having a blast making the movie. Like you said, it was shot really quickly. Um, it basically originated jump cuts, mm-hmm. which isn't even really the point of the movie. But, you know, it's one cut doesn't match up with the other. But at the same time, so it kind of captures the nervous energy and the the existential kind of dread that these people were feeling, they didn't really care about the society around them. They were really self-absorbed, mm-hmm. really into themselves. But at the same time, all of us are kind of like that at times. Yeah. So you can identify with these characters. You can see yourself in them. And at the same time, you can be like, man, I wish I looked that cool and in a fedora <laughs> right. and, and a suit. And then the dress that she ends up wearing, um, the, mm-hmm. the American girl, you're like, man, I wish I looked that cool. I wish I could be that cool walking down the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. But uh, so it and it really breathless is a perfect title because it just takes your breath away. And this certainly is not an original quote on my part, but a really famous quote. And I wish I could I wish I knew who to attribute this to attribute this to, excuse me, is um, the quote is there was before breathless and then there was after breathless. And very few movies are like that. And the fact that it was Jean-Luc Godard's debut film. Yeah, is awesome. But people have compared it to and I don't. I'm not necessarily agreeing with this, but people have compared the power of this movie, the importance of this movie to another debut film by another iconic director, and that's Citizen Kane by Orson Welles. People have really given it that much importance. And I mean, you watch it now, and if you're seeing it for the first time, and if you can get over the fact that it's a black and white movie, if you can (laughs) get over the fact that it came out in 1960, and it's, it's a French film, so it's, it's, you know, dubbed. Mm-hmm. Or I'm sorry, it's subtitled. Yeah, yeah. But it looks hip. It yeah, looks cool. It you watch it now, and you're like, "Wow, I love this." The music is great. It's got this real jazzy score to it. Mm-hmm. Um, the dialogue is cool. You're like, "These are real people." I can I can just see these people, and it's just fun. It's just a lot of fun. And um, I don't know what's what's your experience. With yeah, that? yeah. I mean, I I love everything you just said about that. I. You know, I think it's it's so well. First off, by the way, I didn't know if you realize this, but Francois Truffaut apparently came up with the original idea for this film. He did, yes. Yeah, I thought that was a cool little tie-in. Um, again, the new way of kind of being self-contained, uh, contained in and of itself. But um, it's just, I think the best comparison that my mind went to for when you were speaking about to it is that it's like it's just like visual jazz yeah it's it's i mean it's literally even the even the editing process and just um you, you, they had like went on and said that a lot of it was improv and stuff and and the the scenes and it's just like um it's just so culturally uh original and cool and you're right timeless in a cool way i think is a perfect way to say that yeah uh, so i'm so thankful that you picked breathless who you, you kind of spoke to it a little bit, but would you say this is a film for all ages? Would you say you have to be in a certain mood to watch this? Who would you recommend it to? I don't know if it's a film for all ages. I don't know if younger people would really like it, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but definitely for anybody who's interested in film, in cinema, 
in the history of cinema. Um, like I said, and I can't even really articulate it very well, so I apologize for that. But this film is just one of those movies. It's just important. Mm-hmm. It's one of those movies, if you care about cinema, if you care about its history and what it means to this culture, and that's not just American culture, that's just not just French culture, it's just humanity. Sure. It's just people. Yeah. Um, it's just important. It's, and it, it is, it's just really cool. It's really effortless. It's really, you watch the movie and you're like, wow, that's, mm-hmm. that's cool. And yeah, it's one of yeah. those movies where you're like, oh, somebody actually wrote that. Oh, somebody had a camera. It just looks like it's so spon- spontaneous yeah. and so just absolutely organic. You feel and like so, you're just a fly on the wall. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Great way to put it. Yeah. Well, a great choice of breath- breathless to, uh, finish off our film fan <laughs> theme of the week. <laughs> um that that's it that's the show uh we we are out of time um blowing past our time as we normally do we need to get rid of this five minute thing this is we, we could talk we i feel like we could have an entire episode about breathless to talk about um but jason thank you so much for coming on uh we haven't i've enjoyed you so much being here and talking i hope you'll come back in the future uh, this is great thank, thank you for having me i appreciate yeah, it absolutely and we want to thank you guys at home um, you guys are the reason we do this. So if you enjoy our content, uh, please make sure to like and share it. Uh, reach out to us at podcast at pioneerlibrarysystem.org uh, with your comments. Um, if you guys have any questions, any suggestions on titles we look into, um, and we look forward to seeing you in the future.